0: Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I am Chris, and that's Dan.
1: Dan, what are we reviewing on this Friday evening? This week, we are still, this week on Friday, we are still on Season 3, with this Episode 9, originally airing November 14th, 1991. It's Saturdays of Thunder. Uh, I got to love a parody of of
0: course Days of Thunder. You know that uh Have you seen Days of Thunder? A long time ago cuz my parents are both big racing fans, so naturally I've seen the racing movie. Because of course I have. I saw it in high school. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. It's been a while.
1: It's for- been a while. But yeah,
0: it's uh, it's fun. It's a it's a good movie. I remember specifically watching it so I could see all the NASCAR driver cameos that are in it. Like that was a that was a big thing, right? Was like, oh, look at this because there's there's drivers that you recognize. They're in this movie. I mean, that was what originally. Cold trickle. Yep. One of the things that originally attracted me to wanting to see Basketball was because Dale Earnhardt was supposed to be in it. Also, I was a South Park fan. <laughs> I just ended up loving that movie. But I remember I was really excited I've about the movie. I've seen
1: Basketball. It's great. I've seen it. It's great.
0: So, yes, this, of course, is Saturdays of Thunder, the Soapbox Racer episode. And, interestingly enough, another one of those episodes, as we get to it, where... It's low tier for season three, but also a very good episode because season three is super high quality.
1: There's some great stuff in this one. Some of my some of my favorite stuff. Plus, we're gonna tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, this episode has not only a Troy McClure, it also has a McBain in it. It's great.
0: You get so much out of this one, <laughs> you really, really do. All right, so of course, Bart's writing on the chalkboard.
1: I will not fake rabies, which is great. <laughs> and doesn't he actually do that at one point? Was say he had rabies or something?
0: I think so. It's a thing that actually happens. And then this my is the...
1: favorite. My favorite is oh my ovaries. That's my favorite. Yeah, my ovaries.
0: (laughs) And then, of course, the family sits on the couch, they fall into the cushions, and they got the legs up. It's actually called the legs behind head couch gag, officially. And it's a weird one. But. Because they're like doing like the peak, the head peek out through their crotches. It's one of the weird ones, but. It is what it is. Not a great couch gag, but whatever. So, of course, we're kicking off the episode with I Can't Believe They Invented It. Naturally, Homer's watching this. And you have the Foam Dome, the Jet Walker, and Mr. Sugar Cube, where the lady pours in an entire bag of sugar and gets three cubes. And Homer's like, that baby changed our lives, and all his cubes look like absolute shit. They're, <laughs> they're not squares, and they're also gray. And he he literally drops an entire sugar cubes into his lemonade. Which, there's a great joke when they do Lemon of Troy about sugar to lemon ratio in those drinks, but <laughs> we'll get to mm-hmm. that. And this is hosted by Troy McClure, who you might remember from such TV series... As Buck Henderson Union Buster and the Troy and Company Summertime Smile Factory. So, of course, the invention we've got is a cleaning product called Spiffy, invented once again by Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick's been on the show. Multiple Hi, everybody. Times. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Nick. And to demonstrate the power of Spiffy, they bring in Edgar Allan Poe's tombstone. <laughs> I've got Tombstone, the famous writer, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I like that he says it like Allan Poe is the last name. I don't know why I think that's so freaking funny. And then he goes, he's going to sell all these bottles for thirty nine ninety five. dollars Oh, you got to do better than that. Okay, here's, here's a cleaning glove and assorted jellies. <laughs> Susie announces the new price. Homer's so excited he can't even dial the phone properly. Yeah, I think he requires a dialing wand. <laughs> a special dialing wand. All you have to do is mash your hand on the keypad. But the doorbell rings and he's got to let in the sisters. And of course he does the sarcastic greeting. They're there to pick out new hairstyles and Patty has made her decision. She wants to be Mary Tyler Moore. Because of course she does. So they're off to the salon with the, uh, the order that Homer has to watch the kids. Now, while this is all happening, Bart passes through several times. First, he mentions he needs the power saw, and then he mentions he needs yep. the safety goggles that he can't find. Homer gives him the great advice to just turn his head when stuff starts flying. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so... All right, Homer, while we're out, do something with the kids. Okay! And then he realizes Lisa heard him. What's the cheapest and easiest way to take care of you? Uh... Take us to the video store remember the video store dan yep i used to love going to the video store
1: that's how i used to watch all my movies we would you want to know a funny a funny video store thing? lady that ran the vocal video store in the town i mostly grew up in in new york near syracuse uh lady ran a store We were in a smallish town, so she knew her when they came in. She would have our info already written out on the paper when we walked in. Uh, She'd have it all filled out, except for what we were renting. She was like that good, that knowledgeable about the people in town and remembered things. And then one day, the store was closed for just like two years straight. And then one day, there's a special episode of Oprah, and she's on the episode. She one day just suddenly forgot everything and who she was and disappeared for like a year and a half. Oh my! I, I, I mean, I guess that would do it, right? It was where everyone was like, "Why did the why is the store closed? What's happening?"
0: She should I have a one day. Can you imagine yeah. if she had rebranded it like an
1: Oprah-themed video store because of her yeah. one appearance? Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, the business was dead at that point. It hadn't been open in, like two years, but yeah, it was like <laughs> it was really strange. It was like, wow, she was like so smart, and on top of everything, and then just one day she disappeared. Well, I guess. I mean, I guess And, that you, fa- be a and thing, you found right? out by watching Oprah that way that day.
0: That's Crazy. really funny, dude. I rented so many video games from my video store. I remember. I remember my dad trying to pawn off a uh, like a Madden football game on me. And I, at the time, I had no interest in football. And I'm like, I don't want to play that. I don't like football. He goes, well, if you play the game, you might learn. I think he secretly wanted to play it with me, but didn't actually want to say it. And I was like, no, I want Star Fox. <laughs> That's how I first played Star Fox. Do a barrel roll. I did. I totally did. By the way, let's talk about how Homer left Bart home alone welding. <laughs> let's, you can't weld with such a little flame. So of, Stupid boy. So, of course, we get the scene in McBain where Scoey gets brutally murdered. You know? They're at the
1: donut shop. Yeah. They're talk- and they're talking about, hey, yeah, me and my wife, we're going to go travel. We got a new boat. It's going to be great. My daughter's graduating college and... Two days away from retirement. You know the whole thing.
0: The cops, and the, the bad retire. guy just
1: stands there, stands there behind the counter waiting. And then he just shoots him like eight times and then takes off on a scooter. He's got a laser. And McBain. He's got that laser-guided <laughs> yeah. handgun. He pulls it out of a turkey.
0: <laughs> and That's all because so Scoey was trying to get his photo back from McBain. That's the only reason he got shot. Because he got in the way of the laser. Damn, damn, damn. McBain. What? (laughs) I'm not going to make it. No, that's crazy talk. Just do me one favor, McBain. Get Mendoza. (laughs) Mendoza? Mendoza! (laughs) That's the best part. The best part. You want to rent it, (laughs) sir? Why? I already saw the best part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nope homer has chosen football's greatest injuries and ushers lisa out of the store despite the fact that she can't find what she's looking for that's how happy little elves yeah so at the uh salon good old patty and selma find a fathering quiz that they encourage marge to give homer convinced he will it's fail only four questions yes <laughs> and you know and henry winkler now there's a father he may not keep as cool like the Fawns, but his children have brought him lots of happy days. I also love that Homer is just a, can just be like a crappy brother-in-law because as soon as they come home with their new hairstyles, which actually look pretty good, he just freaking laughs at them. And then he horribly bombs the parenting quiz because he can't name one of Bart's friends. Well, he tries to come up with a vague description. You know, the fat kid with the thing. The little wiener kid who's always got his hands in his pockets. (laughs) They talk about who's, you know, he can't name his son's hero. He can't name his son's hobby. And he has no other fathers he talks to about parenting. And when he goes out and realizes that Bart is building a soapbox derby racer, and that that's a hobby, he bursts, breaks into tears because he's a failure as a father. Which of course, Patty immediately chimes in, "You're also fat." <laughs> I'm also
1: fat. 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 So. So he looks at the thing, and it's it's like a official like uh like sciencey thing about learning about parenting and stuff. So he calls them. Yeah, the National Fatherhood Institute. I got a zero on your quiz.
0: (gasps) A zero. Oh, yeah, they got cats in the cradle is the the waiting room (laughs) music. (laughs) You got a zero. Good God. Cancel my one o'clock, sir. Relax. We're going to send a wood panel station wagon to pick you up. (laughs) So, of course, this happens right in front of Bart and his friends, although Bart doesn't really think too much about it because Martin's too busy. Sassing Bart about the crappiness of his soapbox derby racer, and now he's going to win. But yeah, Homer's at the Institute, and he's seeing all this great stuff, including the guy's son, who's got this great back-and-forth exchange. And he gives him a Bill Cosby fatherhood book, which I'm sure is a great joke that has aged very well. But one of my favorite jokes is the underwater parenting failure. When he turns around, they see the sharks just eating the sun, and he goes, Oh God, not again. (laughs) Oh, I gotta love it. So, Homer is told by this gentleman that he must figure out one of his son's hobbies and do it with him. So, he does. He offers to help Bart with the Soapbox Derby Racer, and of course, Bart doesn't want him to, because everything Homer built sucks. The birdhouse killed the bird, the spice racks falling apart, and Maggie's little swing set dealie just collapses with her on it. But don't worry, because Bill Cosby has saved the Simpsons. A little reverse psychology with Homer's brain working with him gets him to actually work on the Soapbox Derby Racer. Which has another brilliant montage with Homer drinking paint remover, putting a lip match by a gas can, and then leaving Maggie in a stroller without a wheel because that's the last wheel they need for Lil Lightning.
1: Bart's Racer, which looks like shit. And look, when they show up with it, and he's like, Whoa, your parents aren't supposed to help, but maybe you should have asked them while you were drawing up the plan. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you should have at least asked him, well, that's the that's the funny thing,
0: right? Like when we did Mr. Lisa goes to Washington, they're convinced that her essay's too good that she could have written it herself, and they realize Homer's too stupid for it, and this is the exact opposite that there's no way that racer was <laughs> was built with a parent's assistance. uh it's it's actually a good little throwback that I don't think a lot of people may have picked up on unless they're binge watching the show the way we are. Yep. Martin shows up in the Honor Roller, which has sponsors because, of course, it does. And Nelson shows up in the Roadkill 2000 with the old weasels. One of them even gives him a knife in case anything goes wrong. And I like his his thank you is to basically just bop their heads together. So, Martin is the only one actually nervous about being in this race because he realizes how aerodynamic his car is. And as soon as they start, even though Nelson and Bart are in the lead with, of course, the classic the classic chariot racer whip, because we, we had to get some Ben-Hur references in here, right? Mm-hmm. We've already gotten Lethal Weapon reference in. Now we got to get Ben-Hur in here. And Martin just races past them... And wins effortlessly, but he can't deploy his parachute. And he crashes into the wall. And of course, the classic Ricky Bobby moment. Where he's running around on fire and the fire department shows up and extinguishes the car. Which I always got a kick out of that. That's a good, simple joke. And it really works here. Also, I never understood how that happens with Martin. And all he does is end up with a broken arm. He's literally on fire, running and screaming in pain, and at the end he just has a broken arm. Which he cries about. Although, I'm sure if I broke my arm when I was a kid, I probably would have cried too. Like, I don't don't even think... Actually, yeah, I 100% would have cried. So, that's not a, uh, it's not something that I should, uh, really rip on him for. And, of course, then he tries to be the tough guy. You know, spare me, doctor. I'll never race again, Bart. But you could race for me. And, of course, Bart takes absolutely no convincing. But that's going to crush my dad if I do that. On the other hand, okay. (laughs) And Homer is slightly devastated by this. Although he's like... You've always told me to win. Where'd you hear that? Oh, I picked it up somewhere. <clears throat> and then Homer sits in Lil Lightning one last time and quite literally kills it. Because he's, his weight crutches it. The end of Lil Lightning. R.I.P. Lil Lightning. One like equals one prayer. I also do get a kick out of, uh, as Homer's taking Lisa to get her tetanus shots, because it's barefoot season. You notice that Bart just freaking flies past him on the highway. <laughs> and of course, there's Martin in the waiting room with Dr. Hibberts. And as Homer walks in, he goes, Homewrecker! And starts freaking out on him. And even threatens him to the point where he runs away scared. Good God, he's, a uh... Hey, Homer's on a roll right now. Yeah. And he will not attend the soapbox derby race. And Marge really gives it to him here. You want you know what makes you a lousy father not attending your son's race? just like, well, damn. I mean you, I mean that's it's uh, one way to, uh, to guilt trip him, I guess. and then I like that Bart gets him his beer hat and he ends up wearing it while he's watching the Derby on TV. And as he's aggressively getting another beer, he sees the test on it. And he's like, name one of your son's friends. Freaking Martin. What's his... What's a hobby? Building a soapbox racer. And he just starts realizing, wait wait a minute. I'm actually passing these questions. Because he's he, he's already gotten two of them, right? Who is your son's hero? Oh, yeah. Know. Ronnie Beck. Two-time soapbox winner, Robbie Beck. And he's just like, oh... I'm doing great. Uh, name another father you talk to about parenting. And then Flanders happens to walk by the window. So he runs outside and gets, passes the test on a technicality. <laughs> Flanders, when should a boy start dating? Hmm, well, sir, there's two trains of thought. Thanks. Gotta go.
1: After the correct. That's kind of correct. <laughs> yep.
0: yep. <laughs> nice Futurama reference, Dan. <laughs> But I love, though, with Patty and Selma with their hairstyles. And Barney's like, are you Mary Tyler Moore? And he gets maced by Patty. And he's like, Well, wow, it really is you. <laughs> oh, I got a kick out of that. Also, Nelson smoking during the whole thing is hysterical. He's got, like, he's got a cigar. He literally lights a match on Bart's head. And then Quimby, being a sleaze... As he goes, let's get this race rolling. Hey, fellas, check out the chick with the rack in the fourth row. And everybody, Bart's all depressed about it, but then he sees his father's in the stand, eating a hot dog with relish on it. Grew it for your old man, boy. And now it's Game Face time. The race is on, everyone's cheering, except for Maggie, who's staring at a balloon. They do the classic Ben-Hur spike in the wheel bit. Of course, they do the comically changing position thing where like they're they're just going back and forth and by like a great distance like you would see in like a wacky racist style cartoon. because that's the other thing too. like The Simpsons is like, oh yeah, we are a cartoon. we're gonna do this we're gonna do this bit. And Bart wins with the honor roller. And he's presented the trophy by Ronnie Beck, who, of course, who is, is a
1: kid. Younger than them. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like
0: Lisa's age. He's like, that brought back some great memories. And then, they're, as they're cheering for us, Martin's like, may I remind you, I built the racer, and they just ignore him. And the driver is essentially ballast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then there's Bart, Milken being a winner. You know, Nelson's like, the better man won Simpson. Put her there. Nah-ha. I won. And of course, as March scolds him, he's like, Mom, I never win anything. And Homer's like, that's my boy. Nah, 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 nah. And the national the National Fatherhood Council. Uh, they celebrate in victory. As they all hug in celebration over Barton Homer's victory. Saturdays of Thunder. Special guest voice. Bill Hartman. We're not done with him on the Simpsons either cuz he's got way more appearances this season. Not by a long shot. Exactly. So let's do some trivia here. <clears throat> so we do know that Homer's got a copy of the book Fatherhood by Bill Cosby and in a subsequent episode Dog of Death, Homer actually throws that book into the fireplace as replacement for wood. We'll be getting to Dog of Death soon, so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, the idea for the subplot of Homer's parenting originated from a real fatherhood test that executive producer Sam Simon found and brought to the Simpsons studio. Ken Levine later commented on writing the episode, At the time David and I were writing this, my son Matt was about Bart's age. So for me, there was a certain amount of guilt associated, like, Do I know my son's hobby? Do I know my son's best friend? They've often done that, too, where, like, an idea was inspired by their real life, their real life questions about maybe their own parenthood. So I appreciate that. So the scene in which Bart welds on his racer resulted in an argument between the staff of the show and the Fox Network censors because they were concerned that children would imitate Bart by misusing welding tools. However, the staff was able to convince them that very few children have access to welding tools. I mean, yeah. And the inspiration for the episode actually came from Itchy and Scratchy and Marge. Do you remember when uh, Bart and Lisa are no longer watching Itchy and Scratchy? One of the things Bart says is that he's going to go build a soapbox racer. And he finally does a season later. Uh, Harry Shearer based the voice of Dave, the director of the Fatherhood Institute, on actor Mason Adams. That's kind of interesting. I don't think I would have picked up on that. Not that I'm, like, overly familiar with what Nathan, uh, sorry, Mason Adams has done. I can't even get his, house, his name right, so of course not. But if you're interested in who Mason Adams is, his top credits on IMDb are Son-in-Law, Lou Grant, Houseguest, and God Told Me So. Let me know if you've, any of you have seen any of that. Probably not. <clears throat> and, of course, there actually was a real-life 1973 Soapbox Derby World Championship scandal when a 14-year-old boy was stripped of his title two days after winning the national race for cheating, and that's where they drew the inspiration for Nelson being armed with every dirty trick in the book. So somebody already, (laughs) so in the case of Simpsons Did It, this time the Simpsons were actually copying something. So here are some of the tapes at the video store, Dan, in case you uh, didn't pause the episode. Doo-doo-doo, Border Siesta, The Bad Football, Speedboat Bloopers, Frisbee, Super Jock 3, Death by Knockout, Bench Clearing Brawls, And Blood on the Ice. Not for nothing, but I would 100% watch bench-clearing brawls. And I've actually sat, like, online late at night on YouTube and watched videos of bench-clearing brawls because I think they're phenomenal. One of my all-time favorite ones, of course, is uh, Robin Ventura getting a headlock from Nolan Ryan and he just starts punching him in the top of the head. That might be the best one of all time, by the way. By the way, do you know what short film for the hit song premiered on Fox right after this episode?
1: Michael Jackson's "Black or White." I watched that. I don't. I didn't watch this episode though, but I did see the premiere "Black or White." That's pretty cool.
0: We should we should actually put that on a VIP Wrestle Talk for a music video watch along. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Saturdays of Thunder. I don't know if we really needed two episodes of Homer being a father failure in a row cuz he already let Lisa down, now he's letting Bart down kinda, but But it's fun. Again, in my opinion it's low tier for the season just because the the rest of the series is uh, the season is just great. There's so much good stuff in this season that it's hard to really break it down, honestly. This would be a very, very difficult season to do a Chris Ranks the Universe of, but I will tackle this at some point. It's going to be really hard. Mostly because I don't know what's actually the worst episode because I don't think there's really that many bad episodes in this one. There actually... I'm looking at the list now. There are... I'll say it right now. There are no bad episodes in this season. There's just, there's great episodes, good episodes, and legendary episodes. (laughs) What do you think, Dan? Saturdays of Thunder. Yeah, it's real good. All right. Uh, Monday, Flaming Moe's with special guest Jeff Trelowitz from Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks. Also one of our loyal patrons who has capitalized on his ability to come on and be a guest on any episode he pretty much chooses. And he has chosen, we've already had Jeff on once before, but he wants to appear on Flaming Moe's. Why? We'll let him tell you why he has chosen this episode. But yes, Flaming Moe's this upcoming Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's going to do it for us on this wonderful Friday evening. Go have yourselves a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all.